Good evening and welcome to Politically Incorrect with your host, Andrew Schechter, for the 11th of May, 2023. This week's topic is The Budget Crisis Explained, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com, also known as EA Truth Media. Your host tonight is myself, Andrew Schechter, author of Dark Water, Game Over, and two-time delegate for Donald Trump through the Republican National Convention. Should you feel led to plant a financial seed in our media ministry, please visit donate.eamedia.online or visit store.eamedia.online. Please help keep the truth online. Say a prayer, as we always do, and Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, things are so convoluted these days, I don't even know what to ask you for. So instead of asking you for something specific, tonight we're going to pray. We're going to pray in your name that your path for us, the path that's indicated biblically, the path is indicated throughout time eternal, that you show us that path, follow it, let us follow that path and let us understand and with your guidance where we are headed and why and how we can help in your great commandments. We pray these things in your glorious name, O Lord. Amen. Uh, donors, we have one-time donors, Vandy, Dave, Marcy, Bedlam, Crystal, Lisa, Stephen, and Rudy. Current Truth Premium subscribers, Linda, David, Bruce, Charlotte, Gary, H. Sweeney, and Jeff. Patrons Alicia and Dan, thank you all. Thank you all for visiting and stopping by to view the podcast, to listen rather to the podcast tonight. And a lot of good things coming down the road for Eternal Affairs Media and for some of the things I've been doing and interviews, other things. So just keep your eye out because there's a lot of great stuff going on. And um, kind of hoping to get a little bit of an audience here. And we've got a couple of people in here. Hi, Marilyn and uh, Eric. Uh, hopefully, we get a few more. Uh, if not, we're going to run anyway, but I'm going to open up with a couple of interesting things. I told a, a group before we get on to this budget deal, I told a, a group at the, at the, um, the fire company meeting, we had this huge deal going on. We're trying to save this fire department that the, our borough shut down, needed resource and they just shut them down and <laughs> made a big stink of it. It was kind of funny. It was really great. If you search my name, you'll find it in the front page of the, of our local press enterprise newspaper. It's uh, yeah, yeah, you have to do, um, you have to really come across. The people, you know, they say individuals can't do anything, you know, and it's wrong. It's one person, one person can do everything. That's my motto uh, from John F. Kennedy said that, that, you know, that it's amazing what one person can do. Um, and, you know, I, what, what I did basically, um, what I did basically was to, to, to get up there. We had to make a stink out of it. So we made front page news. I got up and went in front of the council, got made on, made the front page of the newspaper with a headline that absolutely no one could stop, could, could not follow that article and read it. 
and, and basically told them that, you know, things have got to change the, you know, what happened to me during this uh, process of trying to help this fire department, which was just absolutely terrible. And uh, we got their attention. We had the TV, got the TV cameras, we got the press, um, well-planned, well-thought-out, and, and we had great success with it. So one person truly can make a difference, and I encourage everybody in your own little way, whatever you, whatever you, you, uh, you, you're, you can do for the future, for uh, politics, for your family, for whatever, just remember, one person can do it. But like I told the fire department, I said, if you don't get up and you don't start, and hi, Anna, if you don't get up and you don't start, you know, if you don't do something, nothing's ever going to happen. It's guaranteed. So no matter how hard it is, no matter how tough it is, you know, the fire department was complaining that, that, that you know, we're not doing anything. Nothing's getting done about the problem we have to try to get get back with the, with the borough. Yet nobody's willing to spend the time. They've been told that time and time again. I told them, you know, you're going to, you might as well just shut down if you're not going to stand up. You know, in order to save your fire department, you've got to get up. And the same with Donald Trump. We're talking here, Donald Trump, same thing, whatever you believe in. You need to put your heart, your soul, your pocketbook. You need to put whatever you've got into it. You know, I don't come on these podcasts lightly uh, every week, week after week to try to keep people informed. And, you know, I could be, be doing much better things with my time and, and, and much more enjoyable, but it wouldn't be helping anybody but me. And, you know, God put me on a different path. And I think he put everybody on that path. You just got to stand up. You got to get off your feet. You got to stand up and you got to move. You got to shout at the top of your lungs to get anything done, folks. I encourage everybody to be that way. Cable news. What are you saying here, Eric? We're not going to talk too much about this this week, but quite an interesting week for cable news industry. CNN got their behinds handed to them by Trump last night. And Tucker is telling Fox the I'll see you in court. And this is true. I'm going to get into this in a, probably next week. There's some interesting things coming up between the, the CNN the interviews and, and with the, uh, the court cases uh, um, for Trump. We got the court, court cases with the, with the congressman. I'm not, we're not going to get into all that this week. We're going to get into budget this week. This is a critical thing right now. We're coming down to the wire, folks. And a lot of people don't understand the budget. Um, but I, before we get onto the budget, just to answer Eric's question, I think that we're going to see some interesting things with Trump. I don't know what you're noticing. I do still like Trump, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm seeing some things I don't like, uh, that, that are concerning me. Um, I think that he's, I don't want to say he's getting absent-minded, but I said some weird things. Like when he goes in there and he says, oh, that was my wife standing next to me in the, in the picture. It obviously wasn't his ex-wife, uh, really, really concerns me. Um. But we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, anyway, we're going to get on to budget. Let's talk budget, folks, because the budget is so important. People don't understand what a budget is and why we're in the crisis that we're in you know, next week. Exactly. You got it, buddy. Uh, yeah, I got, right now we got a June 1st deadline for this budget and people don't understand what it is. And I don't like seeing good conservatives, Republicans, even libertarians coming back and complaining about what's going on because they they want to they want to. They want to negotiate the budget and, and the people don't understand what it's all about. The Republicans are at fault for all this crap. The party itself, you know, the, I, I would, I definitely would not side with the Democrats for sure. The Democrats started the problem, but they knew they could start it. So what, what is a budget first of all? So what happens is that the, what happened is that last year, Joe Biden decided to have a build back better program and trillions of dollars he's putting towards this thing. And, half-heartedly the republican party along with the democrats pushed it through and uh, now we've got more of a majority we got a better chance of getting things done but but last year we didn't have that was the problem 
then they said, okay, well, we'll push it through. And they had in their minds all along to screw with it this year. And, and, and it, you know, the same thing happened in the Bush administration. It happened in the past before that as well. But what it is, is that last year they put, they said, we want to do all these great plans. We want to, we want to rebuild and revitalize and change America. We want, we want America to go, Hey, John, how you doing? We want to go, they, they said, we want to build back better. So what they did is they approved this budget last year. Not the budget. I'm sorry. They approved the spending last year. See, there's a difference. And here's, here's a good one from my son who just came on, John. So we can talk about uh, what a, um, a budget is because I think I think my son needs a budget. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Maybe, maybe my daughter Anna needs a budget. <laughs> maybe, maybe my daughter Anna needs a needs a budget too. But what is it? So you budget. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say I'm going to budget for this year for 2023, and I'm going to I'm going to budget in a um, um, I'm going to budget in a a, a, a new uh, motor home because I want to go traveling. I'm going to budget in a. Um, uh, oh, it's your house. That's why my daughter's with my son. That's why I forgot. I saw that in her post. Thank, thanks for reminding me, John. Anyway, so let's say I'm going to budget for a, um, uh, I'm going to budget for a, a, a motorhome, and I'm going to budget for vacation home. So I'm going to put in, I'm, I'm going to appropriate for a for a motorhome and, and, a, and a new seaside house for to go on vacation with it. So I'm going to need a quarter million dollars or half million dollars for that. I put it in budget. Well, I'm only making. $60,000 a year, $70,000 a year. It ain't going to happen, right? So what happens when this time comes around next year when I got to buy this stuff? I got to go in and say, oh my God, I don't have the money for that. So then you say, well, you know what? I'll just refinance my home, put all that money in there and we'll just, we'll just buy that anyway because I want it. Well, that's what the Congress does too. So last year, the, con the Congress said and the Senate said, we want trillions of dollars for pork products projects and for and for building up a green economy and for screwing Americans, we want trillions of dollars. And they couldn't, they couldn't, they had a, the Republicans didn't have enough votes to to override it. So comes this year, what do they do? They're like, yeah, you can have your trillions of dollars because now, see, now what happens is now you say this is what I want. Now I need the money for it. So now you're going up against a. Um, uh, the Congress again and say, I want the money to, to, for this stuff that you approved last year. So we approved it, but where's the money? So that's what they're doing right now. That's the budget. So the budget comes in and Republicans and all their great ingenuity, they, they know what to do. They're like, yeah, we'll pass that budget. You just cut half that crap out of there. Take all that money out of there. Take up the migrants and immigrants. Take all this garbage out of here. Take the free stuff out of here. And sure, you can have all that other money for your green economy. See, that's where we are right now. And neither side is going to budge. Neither side is going to budge on this, folks. That's where the real problem is. So a lot of people, a lot of people blame the Republicans for you know, you know, holding off on us, and and a lot of people blame the Democrats for arguing about it and being standing fast. And and, and the whole thing pisses me off, frankly. You know, in all honesty, we owe the Democrats all that money because we approved those expenses. But no one ever said there wouldn't be strings attached come budget time. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And I found a great article. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit on this article because it's very important. You know, you can't get good news. You can't get news about America and the United States. I just figured that out. <laughs> because what you have to go overseas, anywhere overseas. BBC is really great. BBC is great. They the Brits don't like us and 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 but they love the report on us. So we're gonna talk about this and this article is really great. It was from goodness gracious, BBC News. I don't have the date. Um I think it was today. Because I was working on it, and I needed to do some research on it. 
uh, a couple of days. It was this week anyway. Let, 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 let me uh, let me throw our th- throw our commercial advertising out real quick, just so we get this out of the way. Or I'm going to totally forget. So just holding up a moment. Thanks for your time and patience, folks. But it's very important that we do support our sponsors, including my pillow, mypillow.com, and of course Mike Lindell, one of the greatest human beings on the planet. Had a personal had a chance to personally meet him uh, once or twice, and um, he was actually at one of the conventions, uh, 20, 2016 convention. He actually came. That's where I first met him. And he was supporting Donald Trump at the time. Uh, but we do have great discounts at MyPillow.com. Not just pillows. It's got all kinds of stuff, clothing, shoes, slippers, even coffee. So you can visit MyPillow.com. Use promo code ETERNAL, promo code ETERNAL at MyPillow.com or by calling 800-795-5993. Please do support our sponsors. It's very important to us. And thanks again for your patience. All right. Now. So what does BBC have to say? Now? BBC had a really, really great. Hey, John, God, thank you for supporting Donald Trump. We got to watch Donald Trump. I don't know what his story is going to be. It's, you know, I, I like Trump. I, I met Trump and I've worked with him. I think told those stories before on the podcast and in, in family meetings or whatever. But I, I really, I, I really do like him. I just, I don't know where we're headed with him. We'll have to see bit by bit. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. They, they did say that he had the most, um, what did he say though? Had the most, um, uh, popularity, a huge, uh, some kind of popularity thing. And, uh, uh, and hi, hi, Joanne, missed the beginning, but you got the good stuff right now. Um, but his popularity is really going after that CNN thing, especially. So it's pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, it's in Twitter spaces host. So yeah. And Eric says that there was a thing I can't go over all this right now, but yeah, uh, cause but again, we're not on the budget with this. It's a whole different thing. But uh, yeah, the, the um, there, there's a lot of issues going on with that. But yeah, Tr- Trump would, is still the the best. The question is, can he win with all the all the baggage he's now got, or maybe the baggage will help him. I know. I mean, they they they, they posted front page news of me run, running around naked in the, in a fire pit, and all of a sudden my popularity went up so high, I'll probably win the election. So it's you you never know. Sometimes the those things are what are, are what are memorable, and people will remember that when they go to the polls. It's amazing what 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 kind of publicity what what publicity does for you. So we're talking about this is the BBC again for those who came in late. Uh, and you, you need to go overseas to get the real news. You used to go to to RT Russia Russia Today, and of course now now that's a verboten, and it's like you know that's that's you know, like Nazi Germany, and now you can't talk about it. It was great news. Though. They always had really accurate stuff. Anyway, the national debt and legally mandated cap on the amount of new debt. The federal government government can issue are back in the headlines. First, a bit of context. This is the BBC. The U.S. government is is in the enviable position of being able to issue new debt pretty much whenever it wants. As American Treasury securities have been viewed as one of the safest, most stable investments in the modern world. In times of economic turbulence, the U.S. debt is harbor in the storm. If the U.S. issues new government debt in the form of Treasury bills, bonds, notes, securities, they will. There will be investors, there always will be, both in the U.S. and abroad, that are interested buyers. While the current figures of the U.S. debt are $31 trillion, that's $31 trillion and growing. That's what we owe, $31 trillion. $100,000 a person, folks, that's what you owe. It's an astounding number in both numerical and comparative terms. They do not represent an impending crisis, which is weird. Because now you got to remember that in 1980, the debt was a trillion dollars. And now we're up to $30 trillion. And before that, the debt never exceeded about $100 billion, all the way back to 1900. Go figure, right? Something's going on. Anyway, the U.S. debt to 
gross domestic product ratio, typically a more illuminating measure of a nation's ability to manage its debt, is at 128%, which is lower than more than a dozen of other countries, including Japan, Greece, and Italy. So we have the debt and we don't have the ability to pay the debt. The dispute over the national debt then is not one of economics, but of politics. We all know that already. Republicans are attempting to use a legal requirement that Congress set the cap, set a cap on the amount of new debt that the U.S. Treasury can issue to force the White House and Democrats and Senate to agree to sweeping spending cuts in exchange for an increase in the debt limit. We wanted the spending cuts back when they put the trillions of dollars in for this green garbage. You know, green green has a bad connotation to it in my in, in my in my mind. You know. Who, you know, who, who likes asparagus for crying out loud? Who wants a, who wants a, who wants a green salad over a nice piece of beef, right? Fed, right. You know, grass fed cattle. I mean, that's what you want. You don't want green is a bad thing, you know, black, brown, you know, red, anything but green folks, you know, green is not good. And this green economy is going to kill us because of the way it's being handled. The debt limit cap was first instituted by Congress in 1917, but increasing the amount was a formality for nearly a century. Republicans in 2011 uh, first used the limit as a threat of U.S. default on its debt obligations to force then-President Barack Obama to the budget negotiating table. Their efforts were somewhat successful. Mr. Obama and Republicans agreed to caps on the government spending. However, those caps are frequently ignored and abandoned until the Republican-controlled Congress by bum, 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 boom, Donald Trump in 2018, which increased the discretionary spending by 16%, with the support of many Democrats. In fact, Congress raised or waived the debt limit three times during Donald Trump's presidency, standing in contrast to the debt battles during the predecessor's time in office. Now, why was that? Why does suddenly, why does suddenly become good, uh, spending money become good? Because during Donald Trump, the money was spent for good stuff. The money was spent for important things, not for green windmills and other garbage that nobody wants to begin with and car automobiles that stall on the road and die in the winter we don't need all this garbage we need good money spent wisely for research and figuring out how to do things the right way not the stupid way not the not the gut you know pound your gut bang and you're not, not going to work so let me see we got some notes here well, i gotta look at my notes and make sure they, they, they don't take care of everybody's asking questions so yeah keep going as long as the knucklehead and others are still in office right exactly why do we continue to keep spending money we don't have? Well, it's not money we don't have. It's money that we're making. That's the cool thing. We're borrowing from China and other countries to hate our guts. And it's the same countries, uh, Eric, uh, Eric wrote that question. But that's true. So it's money that's being used for projects that we planned ahead of time, whether we like them or not. Once it goes through Congress, Congress has a say. Then we got to figure out if we're going to actually pay for those things. And when we, when we, the people say you print money, you're not really printing money. What you're doing is you're printing bonds and, 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 and letters of uh, uh, debt that are, that are sold to countries like China, of course, like, just like Eric said. The interesting thing is that the debt limits have returned again. And it's a political game of chicken where the stakes are as high as the consequences, which are avoidable. Monopoly money. Not exactly, John. Not exactly monopoly money. More like more like a stake. You know how when you go to the, um, to the, to the gambling table and you run out of money and the, and, and the bank stakes you so much? 
And you don't have to ever pay that back if you win. If you lose, you now owe that debt. And that's what our economy is. So it's a state debt credit, not even credit. It's more than credit. It's actually a, a, literally a stake. The, the, the uh, treasury is staking the nation and it's praying it can get its money back. If it don't get its money back and it doesn't get those debts uh, obligated. It, I hate to say paid because they're not paid. Uh, he, let me make it more clear. What happens is, let's say the treasury prints a billion dollars. All right. That can't be spent until it's covered. That debt has to be covered, not paid, but covered. So it's covered by people that buy bonds. Now they'll buy a hundred million dollar bond. And now you've got to pay those bonds back at a certain rate, yearly rate. So what we pay yearly keeps going up. And that's where the problem comes in because we're going to go bankrupt at some point. That's why inflation has to keep going up because we've got to be able to keep paying that debt, that annual debt to pay on those, on those note, on those, uh, notes that were that were given out to these foreign countries uh, rich people etc and yeah the value of stuff keeps going down because of that too um the real national debt yeah you're right eric says the real national debt is way over 30 trillion 30 trillion is what we owe in bonds so 30 trillion is the money and, and eric says you know it's more like 100 trillion and it probably is but 100 trillion is what's rotating right now in the economy that's all from all these past debts so as you build up your debt every year so now we're, we owe we owe 100 million dollars a year on the on, on the on last year's debt and 100 million dollars a year on the debt previous for the previous year and this goes back way back because we haven't paid any of this stuff hardly and what happens is there's a certain minimum you must pay on it just like if you imagine your credit card so the credit card, you got a 17% interest rate and, and you've got $1,000 or $2,000 on that credit card. So while, you, while, you're, while your personal debt, let's say you've got 10 credit cards now. So that's $10,000 that, that, that you owe. And what happens is that, is that the, not in addition to your income, do you make a certain amount of income at your job or however you're making money, and that income has to now pay for that debt. See that, and that's where this bigger number comes from, Eric. So you're saying hundred trillion dollars. It's true, but that's the past debt being paid. So that's what we owe. But they're talking thirty trillion is just for this year. This is our debt for this. That with the new debt basically is the total. So yeah, eventually a gallon of milk is going to be fifteen dollars. Well, it's kind of interesting because when you look at it, look at the rich people asked. Now, what did Nelson Rockefeller make uh, years ago? I, and I've been reading these old books which are really cool. It's this really book, a compendium of the 20th, the 20th century. And it goes all the way back to 1900 and all the way up to 1991, I believe. And it, they were talking about like, you know, Nelson Rockefeller was a, was a wealthy man. You know, well, Nelson Rockefeller reinvested his money. Well, Nelson Rockefeller, you know how much money he had? Nelson Rockefeller had a hundred million dollars when he died. You know, now, now you're talking billions or, or you know, billion, billion, you got billionaires, multi-billionaires. It's, it's nothing now. It's chump change. You know, the average salary was, you know, uh, 20, 30 to $50 a week, a week prior to World War II. You know, my dad was a, was a very important person with the city of Philadelphia in, 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 the, in the redevelopment authority. And his income was $14,000 a year. $14,000, you know. So the problem is that when you, when you spend money you don't have, 
and now you owe that money back because you're not spending it, you're borrowing. Essentially, the federal government is borrowing from the treasury and the treasury is issuing notes to cover that, basically. So when you start borrowing that money, you're putting that money in circulation. As you put that money in circulation, the value is diluted. A lot of people have heard that on crypto as well. A crypto is an interesting way, uh, an interesting way to see how money goes when it's un untethered and unfettered from federal or government or other other uh, uh, banking systems. In the crypto industry, the more you the, the more people want, me people buy. So people buy, buy, buy. You buy Bitcoin, you buy it, you buy it, you buy it. Now, unless you've got a limit on that, like you know, don't you know, like crypto, Bitcoin has a limit on how much can be produced. Unless you have a limit on that, you can look at something like Dogecoin or one of these other coins that are out there. And what happens is there's no limit to how much can be printed. The more that's printed, the less the the less the cryptocurrency is worth, because now you've got billions of dollars invested in billions of coins, and suddenly they become pennies instead of dimes, or dimes instead of quarters. The value actually goes down. Now, the same thing is now happening because the federal government has chosen to go the route of crypto. Sp print what the hell you want and, and just keep spending it. But you can't do that because you're diluting it. As you go down, you dilute that. There's X amount of value. So you need to consider how much value you have in the entire world, the entire nation. And if you have X amount of value and you're and you're printing more money than you have value, then the, the value of that stuff is going down, basically. Borrowing from the people, which in turn, yeah, every it's 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 all the way down. And we owe it. We are we are the federal government. We owe the we owe all of this. It's not it's not it's not the Washington D.C. that owes this money, John. It's uh, uh, it's us. We owe this money. We owe it to whomever. And like I said, I mean, you're looking you're looking at a lot of money. You're looking over a hundred thousand dollars a person in this country right now that's owed, and it's never going to be paid back. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But a lot of people didn't know how that budget process works. And they're, they're either faulting the Republicans or the Democrats. The fact is, we we actually made a promise, which we shouldn't have made, to fund a bill that's, that's completely useless to the United States of America. This green crap. I'm seeing where, you know, you're talking about this green thing from this 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 new bill. That, guess what it's buying? I'm going to tell you what it's buying. You should look, do some research on your own communities, folks. We took the money from that new green plan that you know, Biden's Build Back Better plan, that's what we're building. We're building weed gardens. I'm serious. In Berwick, PA, we are building, using that money to tear down to structures, to, to till the land, and to, and, and to put weeds in there, literally. I forget what they call them. It's not a weed. We call them the weed fields. It's something like a marsh or something. I don't know what the hell it is. But they're all complaining about it. Guess what? They're still putting the damn things in. They're putting them in because the government gave them the money. And they've got to spend it. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing with this Build Back Better money. Look at where else it's gone to. I mean, it's gone to some really stupid stuff, folks. You really need to look at this. The money should have gone in. Well, here's another great thing. that They put a plan in for, um, with the last budget they had, they put a plan, with Biden's first budget, I guess it was, they put this plan into. Uh, get, get high-speed internet across the rural areas. It took all that money and they built two or three cell towers are running out 4G or 5G out of those towers, covering a couple neighborhoods. They spent $15 million of our taxpayer dollars to put cell towers that should have been done in by private industry in rural areas that can't pay for it. You know, it, it's It's ridiculous. Right. We have, yeah. 
we have a lot of problems. The, 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 the problem is a common sense problem. That's what it is. Eric says it's a common sense problem. I think everybody can agree to that. Common sense is the problem here, folks. If, you, if you've got, if you're going to have a build back better, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that if, you could, if you'd fix the roads and fix the bridges, if you'd, you know, put in a better, you know, better public transportation, which we don't have in rural areas. Um, if you find solution, true solutions to problems and truly, truly help communities, it's one thing. But when you go and you build a weed park that costs you a hundred thousand dollars full of weeds that, that only are pretty for you know, two weeks out of the year and the rest of the time, it looked like literally weeds, like they should be cut, cut down. Yet if I leave my grass to grow over six inches, I get a notice and a fine. That's not where this money was supposed to be spent, folks. You got to wake up and smell the coffee. That's why I went up against it. For those who came in late, I had a really great, I mean, I went in there and I, 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 I took charge of this thing in our community where they took our fire company away. You know, we've all got carburetors. There you go. But we got to really get out there. We got to get out there as individuals. We got we to stand tall and support. We got to read and understand what's going on and make our two cents heard. We can make a change, folks. You know, I went up against our council. Um, they wouldn't hear me. The reporters wouldn't report. So they they caught me sitting out by my fire pit in my in my boxer shorts, which I do all the time. Everybody knows that on this podcast by now. Having a nice uh, glass of scotch. And somebody called called the fire department out because there was a, a naked man running around with a with a dangerous fire. Now this was a little pellet fire pit. It's about 13 inches in diameter. And 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 and, and me sitting there not naked. Why well, everybody showed up. And I made the odd, oh, I make the best out of it. I went after the fire chief. I went after the, the firefighters that showed up. Uh, and I told them, and they said, no, there's nothing wrong with it. We don't know why we, they, you were called out. Well, here was one of the fire companies that called it out because I was trying to trying to help this other fire company. They were going up against me. And I, and I went to the paper. They wouldn't do anything. I went to the council. They wouldn't do anything. So I got them back good. I, 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 I prepared a whole paper, went before the council. Made sure that the that not only was a was a was a newspaper reporter, it was her birthday. I didn't even know it, but I, I told her you got top you got front page top of the fold news. You should be at this meeting. And I got the TV cameras out there. Well, we got them out there. And when we showed up, they didn't know what to make of this. And it was an off meeting. It was a regular, like a workshop meeting. And I lit into them. I had it all written and written down. I told them what was going on and how I was treated and how they need to do a deep dive into the fire department and the fire and the fire board and a fire chief. And I went after them with such a vengeance. I didn't even believe I could do it myself. And they, when I was done, I expected some kind of repercussions. They all wanted a copy of the paper that I, that I, that I, of my transcript and not a blessed one. I was laughing when I was done and they went after the fire chief. And now they're, they were told the fire chief, he needs to fix his fire company. See, that's how you get stuff done folks. One person can get it done. You can't be afraid. You can't be scared. You can't be worried, but you have to be positive about what you're doing and know that you're right. And if you can get around the media, you can get around the media. When it says, uh, <laughs> uh, what was it saying? Like the councilman uh, denies naked frolic or something like that. I mean, who's not, who was not going to read that article? And it wasn't about that. The whole article was about the fact that the fire company was corrupt. The fire company was dysfunctional and needed to be fixed. 
But guess what? Everyone in this neighborhood, everyone in the county read that article. Hi, Johnny. My grandson says hi. So my grandson says hi to everybody. How about that, John? So with that, we have pretty much covered this topic. We're going to get on to some of the other ones. We'll see what the most, uh, the biggest thing is. We need to see where this is going to head because if this budget doesn't go through, you know, there's a lot of stuff. You, you, you know what goes down? The funny thing is it's not the rich people that are affected. It's the poor people. Social security stops, veterans uh, benefits stop, VA clinics close. These are the things they shut down. They keep the Navy and the Army and the military running. But the stuff for the average person, the stuff for the poor person, the middle class person, they're the services that hurt. Great crew tonight. Thanks. I'm glad uh, you got to get on more often, John. My son's on here and he only comes on when my when my, when my, uh, my daughter's over with him. You got to come on more often, John. Bring Johnny with you. Hey, there's a lot of mothers out there. I know it. I see them all out there. I, you know, I, I know that, Eric, that you're not a mother. And John, you're not a mother, but I know you have a mother. You have a uh, yeah, you, know, you have a mother, and you, and your and, and your and your kid has a mother. So there you go. So we're going to wish everybody that's a mother out there, and everybody's mothers, mothers, a happy Mother's Day. Remember that the mothers, without the mothers, you wouldn't have you wouldn't be here today. <laughs> there you go. All right, I'm going to head out, and y'all give me give me five give me like five minutes, John, before you call. All right, everybody have a great weekend, great week ahead, a great Mother's Day. Thank you, Marilyn. Really appreciate it, and do visit. Uh, uh, eamedia.com if you have any, any spare change in your pocket donate.eamedia.com to help this podcast see you all next week God bless every one of you and stay safe Good night, everybody. God bless. Mm -hmm.